1: live from the Ray Horseman studio in North Hollywood, California. It's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, you want a prime table at a great restaurant? Then you'll have to deal with fine cuisine's ultimate power broker, the maitre d'. Luke McKinley from Providence Restaurant is here to help us avoid eating at a two-top by the kitchen door. And if I put a frame around this bag of Doritos here, is it art? Dr. Jennifer Greenhild dissects modern art for us. What is a painting and what is a paint spill? I'm Adam Felber, just a -a workaday craftsman trying to get this show to adhere to the golden mean. And now, please welcome the woman who never paints within the lines, Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. Welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band fiddle player, Craig Eastman. Nice. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic, right? I am juiced. Paula, I want to get straight to uh, your wisdom this week. This is an advice show, after all, or at least in name, it's an advice show. And uh, let's get some advice from the Poundstone Almanac.
0: I have great advice tonight. When you lose a glove, don't throw the one you didn't lose away. Buy a new pair, and eventually you'll lose one of those, and you have a new pair.
1: Well, wow, unless they're both the left-hand or both the right-hand, in which case you won't have a new pair.
0: Patience, patience, so, grasshopper.
1: <laughs> so, so my advice would probably be the opposite. Don't sit around waiting for that glove to come home because it's never coming home.
0: No, you're not waiting for the one you lost to return to you. It's, okay. It's, n- it's not like a lost dog. Right. Eventually, you're going to lose another glove.
1: Okay. And, and if you're lucky, it'll be one a, a matched hand.
0: You know, you may have to wait uh, for a few losses and a few pairs, but eventually you're going to have a...
1: It feels like you're you're advising people to clutter up their house.
0: No, that's not cluttering. That's, um, that's storing. That's being it's, prepared. It's
1: strategic, yeah. It's being
0: prepared for the future.
1: Okay, okay. Do you feel the same way about socks?
0: Yes. Well, the great thing about socks is there's no left and right, Adam. I don't so know if you knew that. Well, uh,
1: mine, mine are.
0: <laughs> you have left and right. do oh, well, yeah, you have the, like special socks. I have
1: special socks. Yeah. You know, I have special uh, insoles in my shoes. And, yeah. Well,
0: I, I, I and socks. Who cares if you have the same, you know, I mean, I have pairs that aren't matched and it doesn't matter
1: at all to me. OK, they're not pairs then.
0: Well, sure, it's a pair. You
1: have two socks that you wear unmatched, yeah, is what I, you're saying.
0: Yeah, no, it's yeah. a pair. It's okay, a pair. Well, not, well, yeah, I guess yeah. Like technically. Like I have one with like Einstein on it, and then and a white one, and then I have another pair just like it.
1: Wait, then what that would say to me is that you should match up the Einstein ones, because that's a pair of socks right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, wow. I have two pairs. I don't that know are that you exactly should own anything same. with Einstein's <laughs> name on it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, you know, always been someone I've admired.
1: Um, So you've got two pairs of identical mismatched socks.
0: They're not mismatched. One goes on my right foot and the other goes on my left foot. Okay. Whereas you have apparently, you have special socks.
1: I have a sock for each toe. You do not. I don't.
0: You don't have those weird kind of shoes with
1: the... No, but I have a friend who wears those all the time. Those, those um, Vibrams, they're called. Or Is something? that what they're?
0: They're creepy. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're creepy. The little little yeah. toe shoes. Yeah. 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 Or yeah.
1: Shoes with toes. Yeah. You they're know? really creepy. Yeah. He wears a lot of them. It kind of creeps me out.
0: Uh, anyways, that's my advice. All and, right. Good advice. Thank advice. you for
1: the advice. Now, Paula, a couple of weeks ago, you told data journalist John Schlois that you lost hours of your life flipping trash bags around trying to figure out which end opens. Remember that? Yes, I do. Right Now, and that's kind of blown up with our listeners. They're tweeting us about it. Now, on the show, John estimated that you would spend 12 hours of your life opening bags. And I thought that was not a lot of time.
0: Well, A, it is a lot of time.
1: Okay. Um, But B. But if you live to 80, he calculated. He got out a calculator. It turns out um, he left the show and immediately got in touch with us because he admitted he was wrong about that. Quote, he says, my math was wrong on the trash bag uh, time crunch. It's about 12 hours a year she's spending flipping the bag around. Two minutes times 365.25 divided by 60, which is about 30 days over 60 years.
0: Yeah, I could have, you know, I hadn't set the problem up that way in my head or I would have known that that night. Right, (laughs) right. Um, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I knew I could just tell intuitively without doing the math. I could tell, like when I'm trying to open a trash bag, Which I'm like, two minutes this has taken me a lot of my life. Right. Like when people say to me, you know, Hey, haven't it's seen you in a while. It's still not a
1: lot of your life. No,
0: it is. People say, haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to? And I go, I have had some trash bags
1: that would not open easily. <laughs> yeah. Yeah unless you were spending your entire day opening them one by one i i don't think that's no, a good excuse no it
0: takes a long time that's why my advice that week was when you buy trash bags make sure that it's a kind that has a uh, clearly a, discernible, discernible a clearly marked discernible and marked Opening. I still
1: think this is just not a thing, but okay. It is.
0: No, it is a thing. And I've had a lot of people on my Twitter and then some people because I post a little Instagram film about it because no sooner had we had that talk. I
1: saw you post. Not only did you post a little Instagram film and it also was on Facebook, but you called me out on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I said, Adam (laughs) Felber. You said, Adam Felber,
1: look at this. Yeah. Look at all the time I'm spending opening this bag. Yeah, exactly. Which seemed to open pretty readily, in fact.
0: No, it didn't. It didn't open at all. There was no end to it.
1: There was no end to the bag. No, it was a bottomless bag.
0: It, no, there was no opening was no at opening. all. Yeah. So it sealed at the top, sealed at the bottom. Just, and you don't know that until you get it home. Wow. You know, yeah. like I was on. It was I probably about four or five bags from the end of the roll, and all of a sudden just stopped having any kind of perforation at all.
1: Wow. Yeah. It was just a long sheath of plastic.
0: Yeah, and I've long since thrown out the box that it came in. Yeah. And so I don't know what company
1: made it, or frankly, I would. You know, I can't tell you how glad I am to have other things to discuss on this (laughs) podcast tonight. (laughs) Just like super glad. Yeah. Um, So, but it turns out this actually led to something. John is not the only person who has made a mistake on our show. We've had mistakes. We've made mistakes. Oh, no. And so, we're introducing a new segment tonight, The Corrections Department. And it's called We've Made a Terrible Mistake. Yes, it's time now for We've Made a Terrible Mistake. Uh, We know that um, uh, Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is a trusted source of information. We will never promote a world of alternative facts or even stretch the truth in the slightest. So here are some corrections along with our heartfelt mea culpas. In episode 11, Paula said because she was a vegetarian, she ordered a Caesar salad. George Burhans from North Carolina wrote to remind us that Caesar salad is not vegetarian. It contains anchovies.
0: Oh no. <laughs> I never should have eaten that. It does doesn't it, but not some restaurants don't serve it with the anchovies.
1: Yeah, some... I think I think, but I think the dressing is anchovy infused anyway.
0: Oh, is it? Uh, I, you know what? He's probably thinking of a better restaurant than where I go.
1: Right. Because I think yeah. traditionally anchovies are part of a Caesar salad, though. Yeah.
0: No, I think I could. And I, by the way, in the past, before I became a vegetarian, I really liked um, anchovies on my Caesar salad. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, if there's, you know, pretty much the salads I get in most of the hotels I stay in are romaine
1: lettuce. So you're correcting this correction. Right out of the gate, No, first I'm willing, correction, no, it's you maintain possible. that we didn't make a mistake.
0: No, it is possible. Uh, George, thank you for keeping me honest there. I, I, no, I, I, I see Ken Lezabnick has
1: scripted this, that after every mistake you're going to yell, we've made a terrible mistake. We've
0: made a terrible mistake!
1: <laughs> I, I don't think that part is going to live on that much longer. All right, well, moving on. Brian <laughs> Merlerski from Seattle, Washington, points out that Paula continues to claim that butterfingers have nougat in the middle. But it is, quote, simply a crispy peanut butter confection covered in milk chocolate. Now, I told you that at the time, Paula.
0: You know, Adam, I, although you're a good friend, yes. Brian and I have a thing.
1: You and Brian Merlersky.
0: Yeah, me and Brian yeah. um from Seattle, Washington. Merlurski, yeah. Um, a lot of times, he's, you know, he's one of those guys who just keeps me in check, and I really appreciate that. Thank you, Brian uh, apparently, but Butterfingers- wait, 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 wait! You're thanking Brian. <laughs> apparently, Butterfingers don't have nougat.
1: I was, I worked on you for two <laughs> weeks on this. I, 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 kept telling you it wasn't nougat, and you kept no. insisting it's nougat. Now no. Brian Malurski. No, you don't. Know, you're gonna you, listen to Brian and not me. You hinted. You kind of beat around the bush. No, I said Paula Poundstone. You're. Talking wrong about the nougat, it's not in Butterfingers.
0: <laughs> no, I there said was, it. No, there was a way, you know, No, there was no way. I no, said Adam, it. there's a way of bringing someone's attention to a mistake, and 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 I guess you just didn't have the knack. But Brian has really turned on a light for
1: me. So, you want to utter your new catchphrase?
0: Uh, yeah, love that nougat. <sighs> it's
1: actually, we've made a terrible <laughs> we've mistake.
0: We've made a terrible mistake. <laughs>
1: This segment might survive, but that catchphrase is toast. Um, and even I have been guilty, it turns out. In episode 14, I invented the French term omhole. <laughs> Stephanie Mitchell wrote to let us know, the French term for manhole is bouche de goût. Literally, sewer hole. Logical, no? If you hear anyone using "trou manhole, it refers more often to the hole a kayaker sits in. Now, I want to say, <laughs> Stephanie Mitchell, that... Home hall thing I said was what we in the business call a joke. Well, I, 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 um... I, I didn't mean that. I thought that you, I just happened to know the French word for man, and I amusingly went with hull, which is an English word. And you know, it's funny because I knew that it was uh, Bruce de Goot. You didn't?
0: <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. I, I spent some time. What is it? In, oh, I know you're yeah. looking down again. No, what? It's, what? what, what? Uh... <laughs> What is the friend It's, uh, you know, bush de goot. And I knew that. <laughs> oh, and, so um, yeah. you, you know, the thing about working with you is you just, I, I don't like to break, I don't like to, I don't like to bust you when you make a mistake. But I, you know, in my head, I said, well, no, it's bush de goot.
1: That's what you were thinking that night. Yeah, yeah. As you drove home going like, poor Adam. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, I was joking. I, no, I did feel a little bit bad for you. I yeah. thought, boy, yeah. when you go to order manhole in a restaurant, you're going to screw it up. Order
1: manhole in a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, in a French restaurant. That's They wouldn't be serving ouche yeah. de gout in what a French restaurant. What is the uh,
0: Babel app thing uh, they, where you can learn to speak? Yeah, Babelfish, yeah. They're, so they have, uh, they have uh, the testimonial ads for it. And oh, you're talking about says, the, the learning
1: to speak. No, Babelfish yeah. is a translator. Of, no, no,
0: I'm talking Babel where you learn to speak the, the foreign language. Yeah, that's called and, something uh, else. Yeah, it's called Babel. Rosetta Stone, the, I believe. No, it's Babel. And um, it is babel, yeah. And uh, there's a lady who was singing its praises, and she said, "Now, when I order food in a French restaurant, I, you know, I can read the menu, and uh, and imagine the excitement of that. And so that's why I was thinking about you with the bouche de gout, because you're gonna, (laughs) I don't even know, you're gonna accidentally, I don't think, order
1: home hole. No, I'm not. Well, for one, it's not a dish. It's it's a it's a hole in the street." Yeah. So you wouldn't be finding that in a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're probably not going to have it. <laughs> I'd imagine not. Now, listeners, if you think we've made a, te- are, do you want to do your catchphrase? Because we have one more, one more chance for a fantastic. We've fish.
0: made a terrible mistake.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Craig Eastman. <laughs> well, listeners, if you think we've made a terrible mistake, you can email us at listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. Now, um, let's move along, can we? Yeah, yeah. Now, Paula, I know that you prefer a normal diet of double-stuffed Oreos and Doritos. We have that here every week. We're featuring it tonight. Yeah. Um, But occasionally, you do prefer fine dining, right?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I like to eat at a nice restaurant. And
1: I understand that that has been, and I'm really leading you, you know, closely here. That has recently become a problem at one of your favorite restaurants.
0: Well, one of my favorite restaurants is uh, Toscana in Brentwood, Okay. And I've gone there for many, many years. I used to go there with my children. I was treated so nicely. But apparently, um, well, they've opened. They have another. It's not another restaurant. It's the same restaurant, but now on the other side of what? What is it like? The foyer oh, or yeah. something? There's like Th- another, those are what
1: architects call rooms.
0: Yeah. Well, there's another room. There's another but room. It, now. But you actually go out. It used to be another business entirely.
1: Oh, I see. So I'm they saying. took over the next door space. So
0: they took over the next door space, and I keep getting relegated to. They don't let me in the regular restaurant anymore.
1: What do you mean? They 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 lead you through the regular restaurant and seat you in like the hardware store next I, door. You
0: know, I go in. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, it's Poundstone for you know. And they're like, oh yeah, right over here. And they take me into this like darkened room.
1: Uh, Is, where... And you don't think it's as nice as the regular room? No, it's not. It's, it's not. definitely not as nice.
0: It's definitely not. It's, first of all, it's dark. Um, It's very dark, like, so it's, you know, I feel in the regular Toscana, you know, you see a lot of big stars in the regular Toscana. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, so I think they like it brightly lit so you can see the big stars. Are you sure
1: it's because you're, it's not because you're such a big star that they think you want a dark and private place?
0: No, I think they've lost their consideration of what I might like. But it's still delicious food, I have to say. But you think they're shunting
1: you off into the I do have the
0: feeling that, you know... Uh, and it's weird, because I have a podcast, and so you'd think.
1: You'd think, yeah. <laughs> I think we're basically the only people in L.A. with a podcast at this point, yeah, so you yeah. think it's that so would make us unique special. Unique yeah, it's unique
0: that you would think that they would
1: want, and
0: heard all over the world.
1: Yeah, I mean... We we're on in Hungary. As exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We're the toast of Hungary, but I am not the toast of Toscana. Well, we're, we, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you have maitre d issues. Yeah. And with that in mind, we have someone here who can advise you on how to regain your restaurant standing. Luke McKinley has been in the restaurant business for 20 years and is currently the maitre d at Providence Restaurant in Los Angeles, which is a restaurant I love. I've never been there. Oh, it's so good. Please welcome Luke McKinley. <laughs> No, and thank you, house band Craig Eastman. Uh, Luke, how can Paula get back in favor with the maitre d' of Toscana? Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> you don't have like a there's not a matri D uh, chain the, the where secret you could, network yeah
2: where we send hand signals and right, smoke signals exactly. um,
0: do you have a hand signal by the way so that when a customer comes in you can communicate to the the rest of the staff like uh, yeah, we've got
2: signals we, special special winks that we do things right. like that little like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: little mm-hmm. hand signals mm-hmm. and yeah, he uh-huh. was moving his eyebrows up and down and
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so what uh, what do those signals mean like this person is a Important or this person is going to be trouble or
2: what? Yeah, I mean there, there's a little like like yes no's sort of okay information you can convey like be careful. That, oh, that, really? That's a big one. Like
0: are there people you have to be careful with? Oh, absolutely. At a fancy restaurant? Yeah, like, there. There, the there, there are
2: people who come in and we'll we we'll use the phrase be careful. That one's got teeth.
0: Oh, in mm-hmm. what way? Give me an example of what they do that would make you feel that they have
2: teeth. Um, they you. Bite you exactly, yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah, draw blood. Uh-huh. Um, but they you, you can sort of get a feel for some people when you come in, you can tell that they're looking for something,
0: yeah, like what? What like, do they complain about? Like a free dinner,
2: like they're looking oh, for they're a free dinner. Oh, a they're, free uh-huh. dinner? Uh-huh. Providence,
0: they're looking for a free dinner. I mean,
2: anywhere, anywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: they're gonna like put something in their meal or something and say, How did this get in there? Or
2: I mean, not that extreme, but just like, Oh, these um, these glasses are too small, these glasses are too big. Uh, you sat us over here. We need to be in the main room.
0: Oh. And, okay. <laughs> and you get a free meal for
2: that? Uh, not usually.
1: Oh. But, but they try. Uh, they try. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, what, what do you think is going on with Paula? She's been going to Toscano for years. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, a major celebrity, and mm-hmm. yet they're putting her in at the kids' table. What do you think's happening there?
2: I don't know. I mean, maybe they think you want to sit there.
0: No, I don't.
1: <laughs> so if you could, mm-hmm. if you
0: could just put that out on your Twilight Bark mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mater D network. I knew we were
1: going to eventually go Twilight Bark with this one. I could Did just you? Tell. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. yeah, so the
0: mm-hmm. Mater D. Uh, yeah. Now, network. do you? Uh, I used to work in a place where the owner would specifically tell the Mater D to seat the attractive people at the window mm-hmm. and, you know, up front where they were very right. visible. Do mm-hmm. they, is that something that you've been taught? Have you worked in more than one fancy restaurant, by the oh, way?
1: Yeah, I've worked in a lot of fancy restaurants. Yeah. Have is you that- done that? Mm-hmm. Have you sat attractive people in invisible locations? It's
2: sometimes. Okay. Um, I mean, when you're seating the restaurant, obviously you want it to look full. Uh-huh. Um, no matter what, you always want the restaurant to appear busy, even if it's a slow night at the restaurant. So you're going to put... Um, People in visible areas, and you know, if you have the um, the wherewithal to put, you know, people who might make other people walk into the restaurant and dine there in a visible location, yeah, why not?
1: Yeah. Does that include celebrities, or is it just good-looking people?
2: it can be it can be both because okay. c- celebrities can go both ways. Um, right. Certain celebrities they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be looked at they don't want to be mentioned um but other celebrities they want to sit in the middle of dining room and sit backwards in their chair so everybody can see
1: hey you guys know who i am (laughs) now i've been to your restaurant a few times and it is it is just one of my favorite i haven't gotten where did you get seated i got seated in some pretty good places yeah
0: like like near the front yeah Yeah. did you want people to know that you were there
1: well the (laughs) thing about me is that if i was there and wanted people to know i was there they still wouldn't know who i was (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, so, you could have had like a t-shirt that says, "Oh, I I'm, did. I'm Adam Felber. Yeah. I'm,
1: uh, maybe you remember uh, me from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Or maybe yeah. I'm
0: on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone At the time, every
1: episode. Well, I haven't been there in years <laughs> because it's a super expensive restaurant, oh, so you too. you have to save up? Well, it's just once we had our second kid, Vivian, uh, we were like, Jeannie and I were like, can we blow $250 on you know, a dinner? Yeah. Every week, every month, every year? Not, not as yeah. much.
0: Well, you could... So, you know,
1: so I try going to Providence and complaining about the soup, but it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, get... You. No, we don't even get... have soup. You yeah. don't have soup? They don't no. have soup.
0: So, what do they have? What's a, What kind of food
1: do they have? Well, Luke brought a menu.
0: Oh, good! Yeah, you want to take a
1: look at the menu? I, oh, I do. Here you go. I,
0: is it the kind where there's no prices on it?
1: No, there's prices at the bottom. Uh, oh, okay. You're not going to like them. Um, <laughs> but the food is fantastic. And, you know, I'll just say, as you're producing a menu, that, like... Um, and I think I said this to you before before the show, Luke. Um when I the four times I've been there, I think, I think at least half the time. Uh, comedian Patton Oswald has been there and you say he still comes in quite no, a bit
2: he's a huge friend of the restaurant Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's.
1: oh he's a friend of the restaurant mm-hmm. what does that
2: mean um, he dines there regularly he's a great guy um, he, he is a great guy I'll tell you yeah. what
0: it means it means he doesn't have kids look at these prices
1: so he has one <laughs> daughter uh, the, the last time I was it there he hasn't
0: fed her in years no, look it, at these prices eat. the last
1: time I was there he was at the bar and uh, he said I have good news and bad news the good news is the skipjack is one of the greatest things I've ever eaten the bad news is this is the last piece <laughs>
0: oh yeah, yeah. So, so, so you thanks, ran Patton. short on skipjack that night mm-hmm. you know I'm noticing something right away on the menu you know there are only so many ingredients right you know there's not new ingredients and yet right off the bat I don't
1: know what you mean by
0: that there's only so many ingredients that you make food with okay there's not but here I see It's an
1: interesting proposition to start with but I'm, I'm going to let you continue so,
0: No, so I see the big eye tuna which yeah. frightens me right off the bat
1: right is it fish with a big eye no, it's, a,
2: it's a type of tuna. Yeah, mm-hmm. with
0: big eyes. Okay. Yeah, the big eye tuna. Right. Yeah, that just creeps me out right off the bat. The big eye tuna. It just says here is watching you. Um, it comes with it's with the Italian sweet pepper, uh, uh-huh. the smoked pepita.
1: Pepita? What? Pumpkin seeds.
0: The pepita's not pumpkin seeds.
1: <laughs> it's pumpkin seeds. Is it? Well, yeah. Why it's on earth were they
0: called pepita? See, this is exactly the point I was trying to make. If they, were they, it's not a I new ingredient. I can't believe that
1: there's a point you were trying no, to make. No, there
0: is. It's not a new ingredient. It's, it's, pumpkin, it's pumpkin seeds. seeds but okay. why don't you say pumpkin seeds? But ooh, the oh, the pepita. And then people, well, that's worth a couple hundred. Uh, and then, and then the, you know, it's the stuff that you take out of the pumpkin when you're carving it. Right. And they prepare it here. And they smoke it. Um, and yeah. then yuzu. What is yuzu? Do you know what yuzu is? Yeah,
2: it's, uh, it's a type of citrus fruit. Um,
0: you say it so casually, like everyone would know that. <laughs> well, you
1: know, this leads me to 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 an interesting question, yeah. Which is, um, you know, when I go to a restaurant like Providence, there are a lot of things on the menu that I don't uh, know, and I'm not very good with wines either, so I'm hopeless with wine pairings. But my and so point is, you do so, know
0: these things. I, some of them, I it's do. It's a know. citrus and pumpkin seeds.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> you it, know those it uses things. Uses a particular citrus. You would you wouldn't call it. It's not a. It's not a nom de plume like Pepita.
0: It's not a what?
1: Like, it's, it's, not a, it's not an a non, alias. Is it, you
0: say nom de plume?
1: Nom de plume. It, it's it's, an it's alias. a manhole. That means manhole. Hey, Paula Poundstone, how do you say manhole in French? Nom de plume. No. No, no, no. Can you remember? Because you knew this. We're a couple pages ahead in the script. How do you say manhole in French?
0: Oh, uh,. You know I have short-term memory loss. Yeah, so I don't I know if I did. told yeah, you that.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, right, so, nom so de w- What I wanted to ask you, Luke, is can w- when I'm in there and I can and I don't know what a pepita is and I don't know what wine to order, can you smell my fear?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? If if you if you don't
2: know anything. And you're fine with that? That's yeah. great. I, you're, you're sort of like the perfect. I didn't, say I didn't know <laughs> anything. <laughs> See, immediately uh, he, we went to a place where I don't know anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he wouldn't be able to admit in a restaurant that he didn't know this stuff. He would have honestly smoked pupita as the main dish. Uh, no, before, I wouldn't. Before he would say, "That's absolutely not before true." Before
1: he'd go, just pumpkin seeds. No, I have, to, as you know, Paula, I have far <laughs> too many food allergies to play fast and loose with things I don't know the name S- of.
0: Excuse me, sir, sir. I ordered the
1: smoked papita. Um, this is just. Uncommon. And it turns out it's pumpkin seeds. <laughs> oh, but Bala brings up an interesting point. When you do complain about something, when you send the food back, what does that do? I mean, does it make people mad?
2: No, no. Generally, if you if you send it back for an honest reason, like oh, I don't like this. Okay. I want something different. Okay. Yeah, but what if he
0: just he ordered the smoked
1: papita, clear headed. Right. But he didn't know what it was, and then I say I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that'll ever happen because I don't do that. What do you mean You're, you don't do that? I don't order stuff when I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you had the yuzu the other day and you didn't like it.
1: I didn't order the yuzu. You had the yuzu. <laughs> no, I never ordered the yuzu. yuzu. I'm slightly allergic to citrus fruit, so I wouldn't oh, I order the yuzu. I didn't know that. You're yeah, slightly allergic. I've got to lots to... of food allergies. Oh wow! Yeah.
0: You're slightly allergic to citrus fruit? Yeah. I had never known that like about Like,
1: I can't have a glass of orange juice.
0: Boy, I bet you can't fucking eat a Bryant.
1: Wow. <laughs> Isn't she dead?
0: Yeah, that's another reason. So
1: there's no way. <laughs> it can never work between us.
0: Yeah. yeah. And give, I don't think... Give up that dream, buddy. I don't buddy. think just
1: because she advertised oranges that she's, like, made of citrus or anything.
0: No, no. That's how Bing Crosby's wife died. It's... Uh, how? Um, she was allergic to citrus. And, and, she, and he used she, to
1: do, she do those. <laughs>
0: no, he used to do Minute Maid commercials. Oh. Don't you remember those commercials with Bing Crosby and go bub 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 Minutemade? You don't remember that?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Luke, do you remember yeah. that? i bet no. you can't even watch
0: I bet you can't even watch White Christmas. Bub 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 Minute Maid. You don't remember that? <laughs>
1: I, I, I don't have an allergic reaction from watching White Christmas, but I'm, I'm developing one right now and a little bit of a headache. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, Nom de plume. Nom de plume. Yeah, it's, it's like an alias. Uh, so, Luke, somebody walks into a restaurant. Uh, this is not the beginning of a joke. I'm asking mm-hmm, a question. Mm-hmm. What are some signs that they might be rich or important? Uh, the biggest sign is if they have a bodyguard. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. They
0: come in with a bodyguard? Do they buy food for the bodyguard?
2: Sometimes, if they're nice.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, would they just stand there pacing like on sentry duty beside the person? Or, hey,
2: we need a table for our bodyguards. They're not going to be eating, but they need to be able to see us.
1: They do that? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. This is going
0: to be the lives of every juror on the El Chapo case from now on.
1: Where do we go here? El Chapo. Yeah, the, the the gangster. Yeah, who's been captured. That's his
0: nom de plume. Yeah, uh, he. Um,
1: He's not really a writer, but yes.
0: He. Uh, it's more of
1: his nom de guerre.
0: No, he has done some writing.
1: Uh, oh, he has. Yeah, El Chapo's done some writing.
0: Yeah, mostly on walls. Uh, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's fair. I,
0: I hope I'm not misquoting him, but I believe he wrote, fuck you, on a wall one time. <laughs> I kill yeah. you and your whole family. That's his, I isn't kill you and your
1: whole family. Yeah, that's one of his.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I believe he the guy's penned brilliant. Here I Sit Brokenhearted as well. Yeah, one of his. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He, uh, uh, I, I cut your heart out. That's him. Yeah, um, well, yeah well, that his inundable. jurors are, are, have uh, an unusual level of uh, protection. Um and so from the rest of their lives, the jurors in his trial are going to
1: be eating. For the rest of their lives, at, at Providence with at their Providence bodyguards, and, with bodyguards, bodyguards at another table. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's one so time mm-hmm, right. that you've got an important person. They've got wow. bodyguards. Anything else? Wow.
2: Um, I work with people who sort of train themselves to recognize things like watches. Like, like what? Watches.
0: Like the watch? Like on the one?
2: watch on your wrist. And somebody will walk in the front door and they'll turn the corner. And I've had coworkers will say, oh, that guy's wearing a $60,000 watch. Yeah. Oh.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: this uh, 101 Dalmatians watch that mm-hmm. the hands don't even turn anymore, <laughs> that's probably going to get me a nice seat.
1: I think we've solved the, what I like to call the Toscano dilemma, right? right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We've cracked that they, case they wide open. The, yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. The, the, the watch. Um, yeah. So um, what's the worst kind of customer? The show off. Just show off mm-hmm. like somebody with a $60,000 watch well, yeah. no that's fine they can have that watch and they keep going
0: hmm uh. what time is it <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you mean the show off um, the, the person who comes in for dinner and is there just to show off to everybody else they're eating with oh yeah, like maybe they sit down like hmm pepitas that means pumpkin seeds
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow so to know yeah. it all mm, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah Um. (laughs) I don't know why I don't know why they have to do that Uh. Um, Here's one Chidori kale It's kale It's just kale
2: it's the cutest kale you've ever seen.
0: It's Chidori kale. Is it really? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's, mm-hmm. Is it little What's cute kale? about it? It's, it's, little... it's, it's about two inches, the leaf, and they're bright purple. They're, yeah. just, they're just beautiful.
0: Yeah. You know what? There's a prep cook in the back of this restaurant with scissors and big kale. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You say you saying that Providence true. is in the back pocket of big kale, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: have you ever had a customer who's come in and they ordered uh, the uh what is it the king's no, where is it the Liberty Farms duck, and they which looks
1: terrific, doesn't it
0: And they pick up a piece of kale and go, look at the sizes this kale, this is too big, and we want a free di- we want a free dinner. look at the sizes this kale. this is not the chidori kale
1: once again, you brought us to a, to an interesting question, which is what has to go wrong for them to get a free dinner. Uh, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. What would I have to do to get a free dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking out this pen for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> what kind of things have to go wrong to get a, get a free All meal?
0: Right, wait, wait. But could it be that you don't get the whole meal for free? Like you just t- t- like okay, like something here is uh, 185 dollars. But um, what if you? Okay, what if you just took <laughs> off? The vadouvan from the vermilion rockfish. What if you just took off the vadouvan? That's going to be the vadouvan. Of, the, the vadouvan. <laughs> That's what it's driven therein. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah. you don't expect a rockfish I, to walk.
0: No. Can I get my rockfish cheaper if it ubers here? Uh, the vermilion <laughs> rockfish. It's got cauliflower, uh, quince, and vadouvan. What's vadouvan?
2: Uh, it's a uh, French curry. Of course, mm-hmm. it's French curry. Vada yeah,
0: vada. Uh, it's uh, vada vada. Vada. yeah. Well, you know, that's the numbs. Is, that w- is that van
1: as in I can't see like, as in wine? No, no, it's van
0: as in, in- Scooby Doo.
1: Okay, like the, the mystery the machine. Mystery mm-hmm.
0: machine, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's that sounds it's,
2: delicious,
1: by
0: it's, the way. It's, it's and is as in, oh, you darn meddling kids. That's the gonna, kind of van it I'm is. I'm going to kind of
1: rewind us a little bit to that question <laughs> that I asked Luke 10 minutes ago. Yeah, what so was So what was does that? it take to get a free meal? Yeah, well, you one? are
0: harping on that. Poor Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can d- tell he I just feels... want to give him a chance to answer. Uh, yeah, no, I just... Because th- I, I can... asked him
1: that question, you started talking. No, but
0: I can tell he feels backed into a corner. He doesn't want to tell people how to get a free meal. You're going to get him fired. What coincidence
1: uh, that all no. of our guests you can tell that they don't want to talk and they'd rather just listen to you
0: no adam he doesn't own providence he works there I'm if not he tells a- everybody how to get a free meal at providence you know the one person who's going to listen and nobody listens to paul poundstone is going to be his boss and he's out on his ass he's he's over at right. the well, ihop Luke, the next if you don't want to
1: answer you don't have to but if you would like to get a word in Edgeworth around Poundstone, just squeeze just my hand th- <laughs> if you want to say no. <laughs> oh no! I mean, oh, so what goes wrong that makes you go like, "Wow, these people get a free meal"? Uh, not a lot, yeah. Because uh-huh. I mean, obviously,
2: people want free dinners. Everywhere you go, every restaurant, there's going to be somebody really? who walks through the door. Oh, yeah, there's. Um, people
0: always want. Aren't these rich people that get, are getting the Vadu van?
2: Well, you don't get rich by spending money.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right mm-hmm. about that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely um, true. So,
0: are you suggesting that Patton Oswald has never paid for a meal?
2: <laughs> Patton, <laughs> uh, shame on you. Oh, no, he, he's you're paid listening. for so many meals and not even his own. Um, Not
0: on his own? No. Didn't he, pay pays for for no <laughs>
2: he, he pays for it. He pays for it. Patton Oswalt, one of the reasons that he's like a friend of the restaurant is every Christmas he goes in and he'll buy gift certificates for dozens of comedians oh. and send them huh. just to, to the industry. I, mean, I just, totally understand just... that
1: because like that, that a comedian saving their pennies isn't probably going to go to a restaurant like Providence mm-hmm. and it's such a good restaurant. That's I think that's a fantastic President. Does
0: anybody have a contact for Patton Oswalt? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Patton, if you're listening, yeah. Paul and I, we're, we, we just, yeah. um, we've got you something really nice for Christmas. I hope you're getting us yeah. something really it's, nice. I'm
0: getting you something nice, Patton Oswalt. I'm getting you the honey nut squash with the applewood yogurt and the puffed buckwheat. What do you mean puffed buckwheat? It's just buckwheat. Who puffs it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's puffed. Boy, it's that like, is it's just like, like that. Puffed that wheat. is one shitty <laughs> Have, you, prep you, cook have you never had a bowl of puffed wheat? I'm guessing this is like puffed <laughs> wheat, right?
0: Guy comes in early. <laughs> he's, he's gonna pass out. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think there's <laughs> yeah. anyone actually
1: inflating the no, wheat.
0: A lot of times, if you go back in the kitchen, there's a guy um, sitting in a chair with his head between his knees. And you'll say, what happened to that guy? And they say, well, that's
1: a prep cook, and he just puffed the buckwheat. Over puffed the buckwheat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> puffed the buckwheat. Got a little lightheaded from puffing the buckwheat. There was never a question here, was there?
0: No, I was telling you something that
1: happens <laughs> in a restaurant. Okay, great. So look, let's, let's take it back to Paula and her Toscano problem. <laughs> and I, I guess I have a two-parter of a question here. How do you get a good table at a restaurant? What do I have to do that makes you give me a, a, the table I want? And how do you get a table at all when the place is booked? Uh, well,
2: the first step is know what you want. Uh-huh. Um, every, obviously everybody wants a good table at a restaurant like nobody makes a reservation online and says Get, um, if you guys have a table that's like in the bathroom yeah. or like yeah. under like a leaky pipe Near like, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. if I can smell trash that's ideal nobody like, does that yeah. <laughs> um, like everybody wants a good table but that's subjective okay. um, like if you can say hey uh, I've been in the restaurant before I want the first table on the left when you come in the door um, oh, okay. like we, like we're, we're happy to do that. Okay. Um, if you say, give me a good table, you know, for. What does that mean? Yeah, it yeah. might mean to one person, give me a table in the middle of the dining room where everybody can see me. Right. To somebody else, that might mean, you know, put me in a dark corner so right. my date right. and I can canoodle all night.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you know canoodle. what you want and yeah. can you can ask you serve for it? canoodle um, only at lunch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, and, and what, what about. How do, I get, how do I get into the restaurant when it's booked? What do, I, do I have to grease your palm? Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I will give you my PayPal
2: info after the show. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> Does
0: that work? Do people tip you to get good seats?
2: Never. Really? I, that, that, no, that is that is a thing of a bygone era. Really? Um, you
0: know, you could bring it back, Luke.
2: I, I'm. Tr- that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least at one restaurant in the in the country,
1: somebody should be greasing somebody's palms. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly. All right, well, um, thank you, Luke McKinley, for giving us this food for thought. Paula, now that you've spoken to Luke, what advice can you give listeners about dealing with the maitre d'?
0: Uh, House band, Craig, can we have a little background music to my uh, fancy restaurant maitre d' advice? Excellent. If you want a good table at a restaurant, you have to know what you want, because good is subjective. Be specific. For example, when you're being seated at Denny's, you might say... Could I get the first table on the left by the window at Providence? (laughs) Another way to get a good table is to wear a huge honkin' watch with a hundred dollar bill wrapped around it. (laughs) Don't order the homemade hole at Providence anyway because it's not a French restaurant. listen, you're probably not going to get a free meal, so just eat your pumpkin seeds, bring your own scissors to cut your own big kale, and bring a credit card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lou McKinley is major d' at Providence Restaurant in Los Angeles. It's a great restaurant. Go there. If I say that often enough, perhaps he'll remember me when I show up for dinner. <laughs> yeah, you don't Look, even have a thank watch. Thank you for being on our mm, show. Thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure.
3: Thank you, Lou. Thank <laughs> you.
1: The Cat of the Week is Penn from Mason City, Iowa. Coming up next, modern art. What makes it art and not just barbecue stains on a tablecloth? That's coming up after this word from one of our sponsors. Now, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is supported in part by Warby Parker. I have Warby Parker frames. You're wearing Warby Parker eyeglass frames on your face right now, Paula Poundstone. Yeah.
0: I went through the process. They give you easy instructions on how to do a facial measurement, and you do it in front of your computer so that it's on a camera, and they can... So their
1: website has these easy instructions for how to measure your face. Exactly. So they know what frames to send you and how to fit you.
0: Yeah, and then they give you a bunch of frames. They send you frames that you you choose them online, and then they send you a choice of frames. Yes, you you order
1: five pairs of glasses, and you try them on for 5 Days and yes. then there's no obligation to buy. It ships free, includes prepaid return shipping label, and and there you go. Bob's your uncle.
0: I guess what I'm trying to say is, it really couldn't have been easier.
1: Wow, that's great. I mean, and and I understand glasses start at ninety five dollars and includes prescription lenses. Wow, that's a really good price. Yeah, and the lenses include anti glare and anti scratch coatings.
0: I didn't even realize that, but you know what? Come to think of it, I haven't experienced glare or scratches.
1: No, no, you have not glared nor scratched this entire evening. Yeah. Now, for every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need, so it's a socially wow. responsible company as well. Yeah, I like that. Um, so if you head on down to warbyparker.com slash Paula, you can order your free home try-ons today. So it's, it, I guess it's a code. You're in with Warren Parker. So
0: that way there, they know that you heard this on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And I would really appreciate it if you did use that code, because otherwise, why would anyone advertise on a show called Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone? Yeah, you know...
1: (laughs) The judgment of some of these companies is yeah. highly questionable just because yeah. they've they've chosen a show called Nobody Listens.
0: It's a well, situation. There's yeah. some there's some guy in advertising at Warby Parker right. whose ass is on the line, line right. right now. Right.
1: The, the, the title is ironic. He's been saying this whole time. Yeah. And, and it, a, it's not. it's a joke. They're yeah. kidding. Well, after you head to WarbyParker.com/paula and place your home try-on order, make sure to download the Warby Parker app from the iTunes App Store.
0: That'll be perfect. You know, it could only be less logical if the name of the show was Nobody with Vision Problems Listens to Paula Poundstone.
1: Right. Then then, it would be a really bad idea. Yeah. And then the guy would just be fired. If your experience was great, that's the best testimonial there is.
0: No, my experience was great. And the glasses look very good, I must say.
1: I think your glasses look terrific. Now, Paula, you have an impressive collection of Disney cells, right? I do, yes. I, I love them. You, you Like original cells from Disney movies.
0: Right. So when they were making the movie, um, it takes 16 pictures to make Mickey Mouse take one step. So when they make the animated movies, they would draw and paint one of those parts of the process cells. onto yeah. a piece of celluloid sure, and then film that. Yes, uh, film sixteen of those per step of per second, each character. I think, yeah. Uh, at the time, they just discarded them on the floor. Wow. And then somebody sort of finally figured out, like you know, these might have these might be nice, and they do, uh, and,
1: and they do. They're beautiful. And now, one of yours fell apart, and it led to a question.
0: Well, it did. My Winnie the Pooh with a rabbit. I don't know what happened to it, but all the paint sort of crackled off of it and fell to the base of the frame. And now, in order to have it repaired. A, it maybe costs more than I paid to purchase the piece, and B, what I don't know is, then is it any longer an original piece?
1: If it's been restored.
0: Yeah, but I mean like a lot
1: restored. A lot restored. Yeah. Yeah, well that raises some very interesting philosophical and maybe, yeah.
0: What what makes art art?
1: What makes art art? Well, we have somebody here who can actually answer that question. Probably overqualified to do so when we're talking about Disney cells. Let's find out from Dr. Jennifer... Wait a minute! Back
0: up, back up, back (laughs)
1: up! That's
0: just the kind of attitude... Uh, what do you mean overqualified? Well, I, I, Disney I think Disney cells are art. They're very. I'm not saying they're, they're not art. They're That's, please, you're misunderstanding art. me. They're no, beautiful. No, I heard art. you loud and clear. What I'm
1: saying is what, are that they not we have
0: French enough for you. Is no, that what's they're wrong? It's perfectly French. Yeah. They're, they're, Winnie La
1: Poo. Winnie La Poo. Yes. No, that's oh not winning. My no, my my point even... is is that yeah. that a question about, you know, how much restoring makes it not the original thing. That's a yeah. it's an yeah. interesting question, Yeah, but yeah, what but I'm that saying has is our...
0: nothing to do with you dissing myself so the way you just I said. I didn't diss I yourself. I heard the tone in your voice. Oh boy. Ooh, All
1: right. Well, Dr. Jennifer Greenhill is an associate professor of art history at USC and the author of Playing it Straight: Art and Humor in the Gilded Age. Please welcome Dr. Jennifer Greenhill. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. And let's start with the the obvious question, which is, is Paula's repaired cell still art?
0: Well, how much damage have you sustained? Well, I personally have sustained none until Adam dissed myself. I didn't. Um, You know, I don't know. I would say uh, a lot of Winnie the Pooh's body fell off um, and maybe a little bit of his snout. Um, Yeah, I mean, substantial Well, you know that there's a partnership between
4: Disney and the Getty Conservation Lab to repair exactly what you have.
0: Right, but would that make it? If somebody else had to sort of recreate it, then is it still the art? Of course it's still art.
4: Oh, there you go. Of course it's still
1: art. Is it worth as much?
4: Well, that's why I asked how much. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> because if the plastic had completely fallen apart and crumbled, uh-huh. then maybe it wouldn't be worth repairing. No, but if it's not, it's, the,
0: it's not yeah. the celluloid. Yeah. It, it's the, it's paint just the paint itself, paint. itself that, that cracked, cracked off. off. Which yeah. leads me, by the way, to another question. Remember the Gardner Museum robbery Years yeah. ago, okay, and they got like a, a Rembrandt. It's a Gardner Museum not? in Boston, right? Gardner Mu- Isabel Art Art Museum, Isabel Stewart Gardner. Yeah, Isabel Stewart Gardner. Yeah, there right. you have
1: it. Um, yes, yeah, so if you're going to a different Gardner Museum,
0: yeah, yeah, that had no, a, go also, that, uh, yeah. that had a Rembrandt. <laughs> um, um, right. it was uh, it was a
1: garden section of Home Depot. Yeah,
0: very no, different. it's Isabel. Yeah. It was, um, I think it was a Rembrandt that was there. They had a a couple of very very valuable by very, very famous artists, paintings stolen. And I believe the criminal cut them out of the frame. Mm -hmm. And what I read was that that means that those paintings won't be worth as much even if they were to be able to recover them, because they cut them out of the frame. But that, that makes no sense to me. If you lose just a little teeny bit around the edge, why would that devalue the painting?
4: It depends how mangled they've been. You know, they've probably been through a lot. They probably have a lot of stories to tell. If they've, I mean, this well, happened decades ago. Right. I would ago. think that would
0: increase the <laughs> yeah. value. Because oh, it
4: will. The story I would think it will it. now. Yeah. Okay, because it's a back. famous stolen
1: painting. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Yeah. But, and they I mean, use don't it. don't tell this
0: to the criminals,
4: <laughs> but. They use it in their installations you know it's like the first thing on their landing page of their webpage that's we what you robbed? see yeah oh basically. you see the empty frame yeah. yeah oh wow and they exhibit the empty frames on the walls do they, they really yes. wow so that's... maybe
0: i should just hang my broken winnie the pooh <laughs> you could absolutely do that. wow they hang the empty frame.
4: And apparently there's a company that's developed a way that you can virtually see the painting that should be there by using your smartphone.
1: Oh, an that's, uh, that sounds, um, that sounds.
0: Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow.
4: So, 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 so using,
1: using uh, AR augmented reality is exactly. what we're calling that. Yeah, yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. Augmented reality. It's a
1: buzz phrase in the, in this, in the cell phone business now. It's, it's like that Pokemon Go game where you hold up the phone and you see the real world and you see other things overlaid upon it. Oh, I didn't know
0: that's how the Pokemon Pokemon <laughs> Go game worked. And you know what? I say that with pride. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud not to know how the Pokemon Go game worked.
1: I'm I'm proud
0: of you for thank, it. Thank you very much. They how high how... did you get in it? How much did you do? I don't play that game. Yeah, he does. You can <laughs> I he does. I mean, it's on my phone because because I have
1: kids. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um, so uh, so what what does make art art like what about george bush for example
4: oof that's a difficult topic um no his his yeah. art
0: yeah yeah no yeah, i we understand
4: don't have to talk about the yeah <laughs> <war>. <laughs> I have an example of an artist who is uh, who answers that question, what makes art, art, but I don't think George Bush is going to be a part of Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But let's hear that. Bush. Let's hear that but answer. It, but it does open it up. It does open it up. So the French artist Marcel Duchamp in the early early 20th century, he answers that question by saying, art is anything that I, an artist, named to be art, that I, I nominated as art, I designated as art, therefore it is. So he his most audacious gesture um, in in so doing, was to see a urinal in a New York showroom and to submit it to an exhibition. He signs it with a pseudonym. He turns it on his back. He submits it for an exhibition and calls it art.
0: But Wait, you know what that means? That means that this street here, Miranda, that we're on, right. um, is actually a Art Gallery
1: District.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, Because, because we, we walk past been toilets all the and, time out but it's, there. But
1: unless an artist comes by and says, this is my installation... It's not art, right? Well, now, are people using those toilets, or have they we been taking out of? Yeah. No, I, I don't, don't think, think they so. are. I because think they're that's just important. discarded out there. That's
0: actually important. But that could just be an installation, uh, if they are using it. Um, so the intention of the artist is so, what's, yeah, so is his what's his key here. so his gesture
4: was to remove it from its original context, uh-huh. how it's how it's typically used, and to put it in another context. So he he created a new idea, a new thought for that work. So, okay. so it's the idea behind it, not so much the labor of it.
1: Right. Okay. That makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Now, what about Jackson Pollock, who I really just have no patience for uh, whatsoever? Uh, are, are you, am I right that you're an expert on Jackson Pollock? I, I'm not an expert, no. but I, I do care a lot about
4: what he did for the history of art. Yeah. You're uh. not
0: an expert? Well, I mean, I haven't written a
4: book on him.
1: Okay. Uh, you know, I think. But mean, you that's, probably could.
4: I might be able to, sure, okay. Yeah, okay. sure, <laughs> yeah. sure.
1: But until you write that book, you're not an expert. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. That's for the how purposes I feel. Because of this room, you're an expert.
4: <laughs> I need to just own that. Okay, right?
1: yeah, you might as well own that.
0: Um, all right, so, uh, so you said you like what he did for uh, the history of art, which is what? He spilled, basically. He spilled. <laughs> I love it. Right? Um, he destroyed painting. Essentially. And that's good? It's great! Yeah. 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 He took the idea of. Daryl Hannah did that with acting, but. (laughs) 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 I I, I don't know that we admire that, do we? I don't know, I like Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Um I don't know why uh, I lash out at Daryl Hannah. Yeah, no reason. You just, just no took a reason. shot at her for yeah. no reason. Legal Eagles was really <laughs> bad. Yeah, but, but she
1: was <laughs> good in Roxanne. Roxanne's a terrific movie. Oh, I didn't like Roxanne. No. Um, I liked Roxanne. Um, oh, uh, no, you. it wasn't good.
4: <laughs> uh, no, no, but it
1: was.
0: <laughs> really She's gonna be good. told. No, I didn't enjoy it at all. How about Splash? Uh not good. Really? Not good. Don't, watch it. I think you're gonna find Really? watch it again. Not doesn't hold up well. Doesn't hold up well. Doesn't hold up. John Candy,
1: Daryl Hannah doesn't hold up well. Does
0: not hold up well and wow. don't even get Eugene me talking Levy's about the Clan of the Cave Bear.
1: I will, I will, I, I've <laughs> yeah. never seen yeah. it. No. I feel like we might have left our expert's topic behind, so I want to circle back around back? To, to Jackson Pollock. Do you have any pick...
0: Daryl Hannah paintings? <laughs> <laughs> see how I looped that together? Nice. All right, so no, Jackson let's swing Pollock. back around and pick
1: up Jennifer, because right. we left her the last turn.
0: So he spilled, and you feel good about that. You said he ruined <laughs> art. Is that what you said? Yes, he that's the, a direct art. quotation. That's he exactly what painting. I said. painting. That's what you said.
4: Yeah, he destroyed painting. He took the idea of a contained easel picture, and he expanded it. He, he made it mural-sized. It had no beginning or no end so you couldn't it wouldn't be something to put over the sofa and then he put it on the floor and danced around in it so the idea that you would paint on the vertical he put it on the floor he changed everything for painting
1: nice i have to say (laughs) is that not convincing mary poppins
0: did that long before jackson pollock Um, he did the he d- did, drawings do you, the on choppings. the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I yeah. loved those. Yeah. And so that's a thing. That was like that's the selling point of what he did. Like I didn't do it. I didn't. It wasn't up on an easel. It was on the floor. And now it's supposed <laughs> to make people go. ooh. <laughs> I just don't see it. Shockingly, it did. Yeah, I guess it did. <laughs> and, and, and
1: now, what about the idea that he also um, he did a lot of splashing, as Paula pointed yes. out? Yes. Well, we can now, talk now, about now, that. Sure. Right. So he. um he basically erased the idea that uh, an artist's painting should look like exactly the way the artist conceived it to look, and instead he let happenstance and splash marks be part of the, part of the mix there. Yeah.
0: He seemed to have commercialized the tantrum. <laughs> That's really what he did. Is like, that what he, that was? Yeah, yeah. Like my son, when he was very little, used to, you know, have some howlers, you know, and he would throw stuff and throw food. And if and... you'd
1: given him paint at those moments, you'd right. be rich
0: now. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the many parenting mistakes I made. <laughs> Not to him paint did, during his Yeah, I didn't give him paint during his tantrums. No, so
1: so uh, tantrum painting aside, is, is is that part of it that he kind of got rid of the idea of, I've got this great idea for a painting, and I'm going to make it look exactly like the sketch that I made?
4: Well, he liked to say that chance was part of it, but it wasn't everything.
0: He okay, wanted to- really. He planned some of those splashes. <laughs> he, d-
4: he did. Yeah, he uh-huh. did indeed.
0: Yeah, there are. I mean, complex
4: layerings involved uh-huh. there. There's there's a flick of the wrist. There's a pour. There's a splash. There's lots of. I mean, you can. Oh Only imagine gosh. how much yeah. scholarship has it's been s- spilled right.
0: on this spilling. On what yeah. he did, yeah. for sure. <laughs> the technique, step you know by step. He should, have, he should have poured some paint in a puddle on the side of the road and stood there with a canvas while cars drove by. And uh, that, that came after be, Pollock. That was a way that, done that, done artists do that? that artists what came oh, after you're Pollock? No, no, oh my gosh, <laughs> boy! There is, so what you've taught us today is that there is no depth to which a painter will not sink. Uh, no, there's no, I don't there's,
1: think that's the way that,
0: <laughs>
4: no, th- th- that's what that I Dr.
1: Greenhill was putting it. No. That's,
0: that's what I heard,
1: and I know that's going to that?
4: be the but, name but of the one word of her depth, chapters. But the word depth is interesting there because they really did believe that they were pouring their souls onto canvas, the oh, abstract please. expressionists. They really yeah. did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so after those artists, I mean, it's not surprising that Andy Warhol comes after. Right. Right. Because that's it's it's he's not there. He's not trying to express shit. No. Basically. It's just devoid of right. of that kind of um, individual expression. Sure. You could even think of Pollock as a kind of I don't know why this term keeps coming into my head, like an ejaculatory aesthetics. I think I, I know, know why it comes
1: into your head. <laughs> 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 yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty I, clear. I just, I,
1: I, don't have that many colors personally. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> just two or three on yeah, a bad day. Just, yeah. yeah,
4: you're just gonna. have, to, Yeah, um, there's a very masculine energy. Oh, to there's it. no doubt about it. Yeah, and lots of artists would par- parody him in that regard and think of what the women artists did after that what did they you know how did they take Pollock's gesture and do something different with it I don't know did they they did really who did what like Helen Frankenthaler for example is a a good example wait a minute
0: Helen Frankenthaler
1: are you going to say you went to grade school with her
0: no no but I'm very familiar with her work okay so no, she not, would no, she's not. <laughs> oh, I was so excited uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, I like Charles Schultz. Uh, <laughs> He's good uh, too. Yeah, he did that ejacular stuff with uh um, Charlie Brown's <laughs> <laughs> shirt.
1: Just a jagged line. Really. It was a
0: jagged line, but well, okay, but you've never slept with Charles Schultz. um you have yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. have been dead
1: for years, Paula. Sometimes I don't know what that guy no. is telling you his name is. No, when he was... Charles Schultz when, is gone. When
0: Charles Schultz was pleasuring himself, it's a well-known <laughs> fact. That what? Um, that he did it zigzag.
1: I can't even imagine what that would be like.
0: Charlie Brown's shirt.
1: Yeah, no, I can imagine Charlie Brown's shirt. Can we go back to Helen.
0: We can if you want
1: to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really sure.
4: yeah. Desperately.
1: I
0: think, <laughs> I think Jennifer's going to look more closely into Charles Schultz's work. I after think this. I'm going to have to, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right. So, Helen, what's her name again? Frankenthaler. <laughs> sure, Frankenthaler. Yeah, Frankenthaler. Yeah, well, So Frankenthaler. she would
4: take the paint and sink it into the canvas. So instead of building up... Texturally on uh-huh. the canvas, the way that the way that Pollock did with some of his drips and splatters, uh-huh. she took the canvas and just sunk sunk the paint into it, so they merge into one. What so, do you mean sunk the paint into it? So she had the canvas. Where was the yeah, canvas? Yeah. Well, she works on the floor too. She works on the floor. in many cases. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: And there are some really um, the way in which big the easel must have been upset about this.
1: Yeah, big easel. Was yeah, very big easel. Nasty, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they came out against these artists. Previously, artists, so artists fast. had been in
1: the pocket of Big Easel.
0: Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah this was. Jackson you, Pollock decided
1: to save some money and he just revolutionized yeah, no, the No,
0: I bet you Big Easel was like constantly putting these artists down. Like, oh, well, atta- it's the not atta- art?
1: The attack ads. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah Call your museum. Tell Jackson Pollock you're saying no <laughs> to Easel's <this> art. <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, do you, do terrible, you, the, the wars you, of the 60s.
0: Can you verify that that's what happened back at that time? That's exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> see? <laughs> sure. She spent a lot of time with us already. Um, all right, so, all right, so, Helen, she had the canvas on the floor, and then she did what? Well, you can thin your paint so that,
4: you know, there are artists are working with different kinds of materials, of course. And yeah. it, they would thin the paint to let it seep in. So it becomes part of the material. Oh, of the I see. Uh-huh. You no, know, so it's just a different I mean, I could go on, I won't. Um, okay. But it's just a different approach..: it's a different uh-huh. to But she did. So
0: she wasn't, she wasn't like painting an image of some sort. She was just took, well, she just took watered-down paint and put it on the canvas, and it sunk into the canvas. Basically, she stained things.
4: Oh, that's a that's a really nice way to put it. Yeah. At yeah. the end there. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but she's, she's interesting because she will work in objects and things, sailboats, figures turned upside down or whatever. She's right. trying to defamiliarize your experience with the world through her art too.
0: Oh, that's what you call it? Defamiliarize your experience with the world? Well, that's huh. what some
4: Boy. artists are
0: trying to do. Oh, wow. Boy, I need a little less of that.
1: Because you're and nothing looks familiar to you. Well, no,
0: I'm constantly lost. So yeah. defamiliarizing so the last world thing to me you want. is a bad idea. I mean, how many? Just today, I was standing in front of a cabinet wondering what <laughs> I was doing there, and if I, if I was defamiliarized, I'd still be standing. There. You'd still be standing there. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that I mean, the cabinet sense. needed
1: a theme. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, You can you can get it one. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: No, you know, my manager Bonnie Burns, uh who you may ever heard of, uh, she um. She was in a museum one time, and there was an installation that was vomit on the floor. And the security guard would go, don't step on the vomit. Back away from the vomit. But You would never have to tell me All to right. back away from vomit. Right. But um, the, the vomit was the art. Mm-hmm. and uh,
1: <clears throat> Well, it's recontextualized if it's you know, supposed to be in the museum. It's got a placard next to it, you know. You have yeah. recontextualized varmint. Yeah. that's that's an art. Yeah, that's art. Yeah,
0: I wonder. I wonder what donor gave that.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, uh, little Bobby Phillips, who recently had a uh, too much candy corn. Right. Um, so that would you consider that art? Okay. Um well
4: my first impulse is to think that wasn't and that someone just barfed in the no, museum and but but yes, you've okay, it really was. Okay, it was. okay. What do you mean it was representational vomit?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's vomit that I didn't. I think it was more than dance. it was
0: literal. Yeah. It was <laughs> it so it wasn't real vomit, it was representational right. vomit. Oh and Okay. It was f- so it wasn't actual vomit. Someone's actual vomit. It was... Rep- no. That- no, I'm sure it was representational. Oh, okay. Representational
4: vomit. So there was no scent involved. That's what there happens was when no- you throw up in art class. Yeah. Just looking from thing to thing and then the guy said there's a pile of vomit (laughs) because it it makes me think of um seeing a damien hurst piece Well, i smelled it before i saw it what was it it was a rotting cow's head it's a piece from 1990 called 1000 years i think it is it's a rotting cow's head and that would spawn maggots which would then turn into flies which would then get zapped by a bug zapper so cycle of life
1: kinetic art but what I thought was so
4: interesting about it is that I was at the museum to see something completely different from like I don't know the 19th century you were there to see
1: a rotting
0: goat's head
4: <laughs> well, I, apparently, because I did walk like it was like a magnet. The scent I could smell it in yeah. all the other galleries before I saw it, oh, yeah. and I had to figure out what that was. Yeah. I mean, I
1: knew there that was interferes a interferes with your appreciation of all the other art. Which isn't is that interesting? Largely odorless, right? So yeah. it's not. It you wasn't. See, a... You're saying that interest. You're saying yeah, isn't that interesting? Uh, yeah, with a look of delight on yeah, your face. Yeah, right. And no, you getting tell. You can tell, that. Right, you can right, tell right. that she was
0: <laughs> delighted. And I was by, delighted. Yeah, that's amazing. Because
4: it defamiliarized my experience be- with the other works. Right, so it was like an intervention. Not,
1: yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it was horrible. I happened to be there the it, day but... that the cows' family was there. It was tragic. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> boy, they
4: didn't yeah, enjoy they it. They did, did not they? enjoy
1: that. They did not. They, they did not enjoy seeing their. You know,
0: did all
1: the flies get
4: zapped? Um, well, they were. It was like constantly regenerating flies.
0: Right. You but know? did they all get zapped, or did I, there had to be some? I mean, I didn't hang around to see There had to, to be some it. that saw <laughs> the experience of the others and said, "No, this way, this way." I didn't perceive that. No, um, you didn't notice aid. that. You, no. did, you didn't notice flies around the place outside of that one area. Um, I didn't see them get out. No, they were yeah. all. It was all
4: contained. Oh, it was contained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was contained. Oh, oh yeah. Thought, oh. They had to have it in like a plexiglass. But it still, oh, smelled. I smelled.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what's so powerful joy in about joy on her face it. when Adam said it still smelled. She went definitely.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and like a big, really enjoyed like a, that. Like a big, a big Cruella Deville smile came over <laughs> her face. Now, is that something that you run up against a lot when you're when you're teaching? It's like it's clear to to me that you look at art as. Um, It doesn't necessarily have to be aesthetically pleasing. It just has to challenge you in some way or another. Exactly, exactly. And now, not everybody feels that way about art.
4: I'm so aware, yes. Okay, so (laughs) what do
1: you do when you run into people like everybody?
0: You know, (laughs) I just...
4: Well,
1: would, I'm not doing a very off. good job here. You're doing great, really. Are. No,
0: you're fantastic. My cats throw up every single day. Am I tossing money down the drain by cleaning that up? Well,
1: if you would, would just step back and say this is art and ship yeah. it off to a gallery, if I would... just
0: need to put stanchions around it and get a security guard. And, right. And I'm gonna, I'm, I'll be floating in the money. I don't know
1: if any. I'll be able to eat at Providence money every money
0: night of the week. Wow. I'll be able to. I'll be able to get true. Providence delivered. I Grubhub <laughs> will bring me
1: Providence. I could almost guarantee that Grubhub will not bring Providence. Yeah, no, that Grubhub.
0: I'll be so rich that Grubhub will bring me Providence. Wow, well, that's I'm rich. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be getting pepitos on the side, night after night, pupidos from my on the cat side? vomit uh, exhibition.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, it's possible. The biggest
0: problem I'm gonna have is parking where I live, because so many people are gonna be coming to see this big signs on the street this way to the cat vomit exhibition. I bet you actually could do that and I bet people would come. But
1: would it be a money maker? I mean like, 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 is that the goal? Let's talk about the, well, for Paula, obviously. (laughs) Now let's talk about that cow's head. Like, was that a cash cow
4: (laughs) or did it earn anything? I want to leave right now after you that. Yeah.
0: that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you to we'll that sort that of thing happened. happens. You have to be prepared for yeah. that. You yeah. know what he did is he, what's that word you said that they did with the world around them? Decontextualize? Yeah, he just decontextualized uh, humor,
1: really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but left the, the building. there's not a lot of money in cow heads, right? Well,
4: actually, he's an incredibly wealthy artist, and he pe- is. people really? do purchase his, his, his works of okay. um, Can you animals and formaldehyde and so on. Yeah. A, it might not a be young,
0: something couple. a couple. Uh, <laughs> Here's your wedding present. Well, it's a de- yeah, composing cowhead, but yeah, we'll be we
1: registered for it. Yeah, and yeah. it's got
0: <laughs> maggots and flies. You're going to
1: love it. But the flies get zapped. The circle
0: of life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, So he makes a lot of money, Then that guy? He's very famous? Uh, Very famous, yes. Really? Very, very famous, yes. Huh. Do you think he studied art? Yeah, he did, definitely, for sure. Really, yeah, because you can't come come up with that without studying. Right, that's that's
4: quite an idea.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah.
1: So what is bad art in a world where a decomposing cow head is good art?
4: Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, yeah. I suppose I'd say um, art that is so obviously derivative that it doesn't have
0: oh. an idea or that there's no. So if it was like rotting flies, that would be. I don't know. It was rotting flies. Okay. Well, that's copying that guy. If it was.
4: So art critics like to use the word, at least the art critics I know, they'll use the term content. Okay. It can be anything. Uh-huh. As long as there's content to it, as long as there's, mean? as long as there's, the artist is working towards something, right. there's, they're trying to provoke, they're trying to critique some social situation, or they're trying to work through the frameworks of their particular medium, or whatever it might be.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so if there's, there's an idea.
4: Yeah, there's an idea. There's some, there's something substantial mm-hmm. in it. How about Hello Kitty?
0: Hello Kitty, What about Hello right? Kitty? Is that art?
4: What aspect of Hello Kitty. Uh, I mean, I'd say. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I think I need you to answer
0: uh, everything. Every, everything, Hello Kitty. That, uh, to me, it's uh, an unacknowledged international incident.
1: Uh, uh, Hello Kitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember I used to drive my little sister crazy by pointing out to her that Hello Kitty doesn't have a back of her head or a side. That oh, Hello yeah. Kitty is only represented looking full face out. Yeah. yeah, that that drove her nuts. She went through all her stickers trying to figure out if there was a way that she could see the Hello Kitty in profile. <laughs> That's just me. So is Hello is Hello Kitty
0: art?
4: Do you need it to be art?
0: I don't need it to be art. No. Well then.
4: No. I mean, Why don't not. we just so, let it
0: to be uh, a, a mass-produced commodity that is incredibly produced, popular? It's yeah. A popular, it. yeah. Uh, mass-produced commodity. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. lots of artists would use that kind of thing in their work.
1: Recontextualize Hello Kitty. Exactly. Yeah. Like, That's right. Um, they like, could vomit Hello uh, Kitty. Put, put Hello Kitty in a pile of vomit, <laughs> and you have got an exhibition. Yeah. <laughs> no. R- a doubt rotting about Hello Kitty right, with exactly. maggots. Absolutely.
4: Uh, that would that would make money.
1: A maggot. Oh, would it? Yeah, I think that would.
4: I
0: think that would. All All right, let's... You give the maggots. All right. I'll draw Hello Kitty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to call it Goodbye Kitty. Goodbye Kitty. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Dr. Greenhill, for painting a clear picture about modern art. Now, Paula, what advice do you have for our listeners when they go to the museum?
0: Um, Craig, could you give me some background music for my uh, connoisseur of art advice? Ooh. Art is art if an artist says it's art, which really opens things up. Representational vomit in a museum is art. Real vomit in a museum is often a reaction to ejaculatory Jackson Pollock art. Artists like the guy who put the decomposing cow head with the maggots that turn into flies and get zapped behind the plexiglass are defamiliarizing the world. That's a thing, defamiliarizing the world. Which means, if you were to take the you-are-here arrow on the map in the mall and move it to where you are not, you'd be a goddamned artistic genius.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Jennifer Greenhill is an associate professor of art history at USC and the author of Playing It Straight, Art and Humor in the Gilded Age. Thank you so much for being on our show.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thanks very much. We're great. It's just wonderful.
1: And while we are contemplating art, here's some audio art that you might want to hear. Other fantastic Maximum Fun podcasts. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we we are married... And how's the ad going so far? Because I
0: think it's going very good.
1: <laughs> we talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time, Rachel talked about Pumper nickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There was one... Weather? <laughs> one time, Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes, and it just really blew my hair back. <laughs>
4: So check us out on MaximumFun.org. It's a cool podcast
1: with chill vibes. Amber is the color of our energy, is what all the iTunes reviews say. (laughs) They will now.
4: Hey, it's Janet Varney of the JV Club podcast, and I am so excited to be joining Maximum Fun. If you're not yet familiar with the JV Club, it's a podcast with me and some of my favorite women, and in the summer, men, as we explore the highs and lows of our terrible teenage years into what I like to call our adult lessons. For example, you can hear about Alison Brees' humiliating moment at a gymnastics competition. You can hear about Jesse Thorne's incredibly salty language in English class. Or you can let Busy Phillips tell you how she met Sharon Stone at an Arizona toy fair, somehow. You can join me and all my once-awkward friends every Thursday by subscribing to the JV Club at MaximumFun.org.
1: Thank you, House Band Craig Eastman. Now, uh, Paula, we have some exciting stuff going on. Uh, so I see, much, exciting so
0: much exciting stuff. We have so much
1: exciting stuff. Mainly, I want to talk about our new Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone t-shirts. They're out. They're, They're out. available. They are now available just in time for the holidays. They are, you can get them at maxfundstore.com. I'm going to say that again. Max Funstore.com, and it's a fantastic 100% cotton t shirt that uh, says nobody listens to Paula Poundstone with our logo on the front and on the back. Um, an amusing quotation,
0: a memorable quote I
1: like to think of. A A memorable quote, a little
0: piece of Paula Poundstone advice. Yeah, there's some, some
1: genuine advice on it. They're really, really handsome. They're all they're only $24 a piece, uh, all kinds of sizes men's, women's, from small to 3XL. That's small.
0: No, that's no three XL. The big one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that so can could, f- that can really.
1: How's a family of four?
0: How's That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: So it's it's terrific.
0: Yeah, get the three XL and then eat whatever you want over the holidays. Yeah, exactly.
1: If you're if you're planning on having a big holiday season, yeah. definitely do that. And we, we absolutely encourage you to buy this shirt because it's fantastic. It's not a tri-poly blend, partly because it's all cotton, and partly because a tripoly blend doesn't really exist. What? yeah, you know, you haven't been listening to me, but in any case,, uh, let's move on to where you're moving on to because I know you you're headed off on the road as usual. Oh, wait, what hold cities it aren't oh, it? Wait, oh so, you're not at that page.
0: I'm uh, not at that page. Well, wait. What page would you be on? I don't know. I can never when it comes to that time, I just panic. Yeah. so Jennifer Greenhill isn't here anymore. No, she left. Oh
1: jeez. Okay, okay, so where, what city's art museums are you going to be visiting next?
0: Wait, I have to find it.
1: Okay. Okay, go ahead. I got go all ahead, all say night, it again. Where are you going to be next, Paula?
0: Well, I'll be in Annapolis, Maryland at Rams Head on stage on December 15th so I can swing by the Mitchell Gallery at St. John's College, and I'm in San Francisco on New Year's Eve at the Norse. The San Francisco Museum of Modern Art is right down the street. I am on my art tour
1: Nice. If you want to get more information about Paula Poundstone's touring dates, check out her website, www.paulapoundstone.com.
0: You can follow me and Adam on Twitter, and you can follow me on Instagram. I've put stuff up, sometimes accidentally.
1: Really? So you're now an Instagram jockey.
0: Yeah. they yeah. actually, you know what I found? Like, I had the account years ago, and then I just forgot about it. And then I, I fired it up again because. Because uh, yeah. all the kids are into that. These yeah, because yeah. the kids love the Instagram. And I found on it, did I tell you this? I found no. on it a picture that I do not remember posting wow. um, of uh, my butt, really. Oh, wow. Um, from when I tripped and fell on my. Um, I wasn't using the treadmill, I just tripped over
1: it. And took a picture of your butt.
0: Well, not on the way down. I tripped over it, and I got a huge bruise,
1: and then oh, I took a picture of the bruise. And that was on Instagram. It's on Instagram. So, so you, could, yeah. you could see it there. And, and oh, yeah. by the way, if you like our show, please post a review of us on uh, Apple, on iTunes, uh, wherever you post your reviews of podcasts.
0: And as an artist, I'm telling you, that photograph of my bruised butt yeah. is art.
1: Well, if you've called it art, as we've learned today, then it, then it
0: is art. It's absolutely art. Right. Um, if you have a question for me, Email it to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. That's where you can send your theme songs, too. Find us on Facebook. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone.
1: That's our show for tonight. Check, please. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone it is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lazebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Craig Eastman. Thank you, Craig. And thanks again to our guests, Luke McKinley and Dr. Jennifer Green. Greenhill. Our head of security is Jonah Muscles Glickman.
0: That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? <laughs>